Hi guys, my name is Francesca Reichener and I'm the founder of the Inspiring My Generation Corporation. And today I'm here with Zion from the Mandate Health Empowerment Initiative. He is the founder and also Covenant Africa Mental Health Reforms Campaign Network. Thank you so much for joining me today. Thanks a lot, it's my pleasure being here. So can you tell me a little bit more about yourself and the Mandate Health Empowerment Initiative and why you decided to find to start it? Okay, thanks for thanks for that uh, awesome uh, introductory question. Uh, my name, like I've been introduced, my name is Zan Ameba, and I'm the founder of the Mandate Health Empowerment Initiative here in Abuja, the capital city of Nigeria in West Africa. And I mean, um, typically, um, I'm a telecoms uh, expert, but now turned a mental health advocate. And um, I've been in this sector now for about six years. And um, one of the drive why I have moved into this sector and why I'm still remaining here and working stronger in advocating for mental health is because of, of some of the personal experiences that uh, I've been through. I mean, uh, my wife and I have actually suffered some form of social disability that came as a result of uh, three consecutive uh, pretends that she suffered from. I mean, uh, I got back to Nigeria in 2012 and I got married and um, I mean, like a typical African uh, family, we were expecting babies and uh, I mean, almost a few months. But then at every seven months, we will lost the pregnancy to pretend. And these have always come with terrible pains. I mean, sometimes, I, I could see my wife, you know, I, I see the appeal in her skin just to try to explain how, how very tra traumatic, you know, the pain, you know, was, you know, not only to her, but to myself, you know, because I had to like, um, at so many points, you know, I tried to have to, to, to be there and to also try to shield, you know, my own pains just to, you know, to, to comfort her and just make sure that she's fine. You know, I mean, and 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 was some of the worst scenarios or some of the worst part of this whole story is when 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 I mean she, she wakes up sometimes, you know, in the middle of night and tells me to bring the baby, she wants to breastfeed. I mean, and I know there's no baby anywhere, right? So I mean it it, it was really traumatic. And, and sadly, you know, I mean, we 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 have a lot of health professionals. Right, we have we have had a counter with quite a lot of senior consultant gynecologists, you know, with 20 years of experience, with 15 years of experience, but then nobody told us anything about mental health. Pathetically, I mean, nobody actually, I mean, saw what we're going through that that I mean, okay, can even refer us or can even mention it or, or saw it as. As, as a concern. So, I mean, one of what, and this is one of the reasons why I've remained in this sector because I know there are hundreds, thousands, millions of people, you know, even just as been revealed by WHO report and surveys who are suffering from mental illnesses, who are suffering from psychosocial uh, disabilities that needs help, right? That needs support, that, that needs to, that, I mean, that, 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 that needs to be advocated for so that the government and relevant stakeholders, we see the need, right, to prioritize mental health. We see the need, just like we have in, in this year's World Mental Health Day. I mean, good thing, we're going to see a lot of conversations from the United Nations, 
and some of the agencies from WHO, you know, and some other relevant international development partners, you know, where conversations are beginning to come up, you know, uh, uh, with respect to prioritizing mental health, with respect to investing in mental health, with respect to creating access, you know, uh, to, to mental health care. And, and these, these are conversations that are really apt and timely. And um, it's really giving me joy to see that, you know, the likes of the United uh, for Global Mental Health, right, in UK are also doing a lot of things, you know, putting uh, stakeholders from across different countries uh, to see how this can be a reality. I mean, it's awesome. And that's why I'm still in the sector. And that's why I'm continuing to drive, you know, advocacies and campaigns across the shores of Africa to ensure that our governments prioritize mental health and give the right attention to it. I'm so sorry for what you went through and for you to go through that and then take it to as a passion to help others and make sure that mental health becomes a conversation and that it becomes better accessible is so honorable. That's absolutely incredible. Thank you. So you were talking about starting this reform in Africa with 13 countries signing on to help improve mental health legislature. So what is mental health legislative right, like right now in Nigeria? I did some research and it shows that your policy was made in 1991 and hasn't been updated yet. And that there are seven mental hospital facilities and they don't have a bed set, set aside for children or adolescents, even though 44% of the population is below 15. So it seems like there's a lot of work that really needs to be done. And only 3.3% of the health budget goes to mental health. So what is the situation really like there? And what would you like to see changed? Th thank you very much for, for bringing up this. I mean, it's, uh, uh, it's really um, a huge concern in the health sector in Nigeria. And uh, this, this I, I have seen uh, to, to be very common uh, in some of the developing countries, in some of the African countries. And that's why uh, the Mandate Health Empowerment Initiative you know, it's starting a campaign across uh, the uh, African countries to ensure that uh, these similar problems that we're having in Nigeria, that it's also uh, been experienced in some of these African countries, you know, are attended to. So we're raising uh, advocates across Africa to uh, push and to drive, you know, this campaign. And basically what, you know, I mean, just like you rightly said, I mean, your, your, your study or your research, you know, that you, you tried to like uh, uh, mention, you know, some few minutes ago, were very correct. You see, but, but I mean, let me just say something again to that. It, it, it's not even 1991. I mean, what we have currently uh, 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 as, 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 as a mental health act that is governing or that is uh, overseeing the mental health activities in this country, uh, it's really obsolete. And it's appalling to understand that I mean, since 19, I think about 1919, you know, I mean, uh, this, this Lunacy Act came about and it was reviewed and then it was repealed. And then we, we now have it in 1958 where it's called the Lunacy Act, you know, and, and I mean, just from the name, you know, and, and, and all of its content, you know, it does not represent the human right that we need to see in the health system. It does not speak to the needs of people, you know, with mental health 
concerns. It does not address their human rights, does not address their needs, does not address the kind of support they should enjoy from both facilities and also uh, 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 the communities. It does not speak to the kind of stigma and discrimination that we see, you know, our people face either their place of work, in their families, in the community, in society, and I mean, everywhere. So, I mean, we, we, we need to see or have a policy or an act that addresses or that, that is up to standard, right? That, 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 that speaks to how mental health care can be properly integrated into the health system. We, we need to see a, a, a we, we need a policy and legislation that can really support a national robust strategic healthcare plan where mental health services will be prioritized, where the mental health capacities of personnel at the grassroots level, either the primary healthcare center, the secondary, or even the tertiary has been considered, right? And, and that is the reason why we're betting this, uh, this, this campaign across Africa. Because as we speak right now, you see, there has been low government priority, right? and attention to mental health. In fact, as a matter of fact, it's, it's been neglected for a very long period of time. The first mental health desk, like in Nigeria, in the Federal Ministry of Health, was created barely 10 years ago, right? I mean, put the thing that we now have it, you know, and, and we're believing that, I mean, uh, it, it's, it's going, that, that office that has been created is going to be judiciously used also uh, alongside with the Federal Minister of Health and then being passed through the states. And we want to see, you know, uh, uh, the personnel in the healthcare facilities being improved because they can't do beyond their ability. So like we have in the primary healthcare center, there's just, there's, there's clearly debt of mental health experts in the country. There's clearly a threat of mental health professionals across Africa. Now, so one of the things we're driving in this campaign is to see that the government, one, is committed to mental health policies and legislations. The African government should be committed to investing personally, you know, from her annual budgetary allocation to the Ministry of Health funds that can substantially support the healthcare that we want to see, right? So, I mean, whatever is going to be trickling down to the mental health should at least be sufficient, not only for administrative or maybe for structural or no, but we want to see substantial funding from the government that will help to build capacities, that will help to, to, to improve facilities, I mean, equipment, that will be used for treating people with mental health, uh, with mental health uh, disorders or illnesses. Now, again, we want to see that this campaign will help to address or bring to bear the African government and other international development partners to help integrate properly mental health care at the primary health care level, uh, so that at the grass at the grassroots level. Everyone suffering from any form of mental illnesses or disorders have opportunity to assess treatment, have opportunity to walk in to a closest facility and enjoy uh, uh, treatment. 
that is that is one of our objectives. And of course, as you may be aware, we have the image gap, the document that we want to see, you know, being being properly, you know, domesticated, being properly used at the grassroots level. So we want to see that we want to see collaborations from the government uh, with WHO, because this document has been developed for a very longer time. We want to see how if it needs to be reviewed, fine. I mean, but Otherwise, let this document, let this collaboration bring about the proper domestication of the image gap where health professionals will be trained properly, where non-clinicians at the primary healthcare level will be trained to at least identify and treat, I mean, to, 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 a, to, to an extent, you know, and then also understand when they need to do, I mean, need to make referrals. Right. I mean, this document has been there for a very long time. So we want to see active collaboration partnership between the public sector, private sector, the government and some international agencies to help drive this home. Because we have a huge population in Africa. And from World Bank's population of survey, we are seeing that Africa is going to become a, 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 a very densely populated continent. And we do not want this just to be in figures. We want to have productive population. We want to have people who are mentally healthy. We want to have people who understand their potentials, who have been able to understand their ability, who can cope with stress. We're not excusing that there won't be stress across Africa, but we want to see a population that understands how to come up with mechanisms to manage their stress and be productive and contribute to the development of Africa. So this is our cry, and this is why we're driving this campaign across the African countries. And just like you were, you know, we, we already have about 13 countries right now on board, and we have over 46 members, and we're growing, right? And I can tell you that this campaign is moving, and we are hoping that we get more young mental health reform advocates to jump on the wagon so that we change and build a mentally healthy society across Africa and the world at large. You, your goals, your passion, you're absolutely so inspiring. The love that you have for wanting to make mental health more accessible for everyone and make it better and help everyone is beyond inspiring and amazing. And I want you to know that anyway, inspiring my generation or I could help. Please let me know. Thank you so much for joining me today. Thank you. Thank you very much. And maybe maybe I should also mention that, of course, we, 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 we recognize the efforts of the international committee and the global best practice, because, I mean, like you might be aware, that there have been increasing demonstration of uh, support, you know, and uh, the likes of the United Nations having developed a mental health action plan for 2013 to 2025. I mean, that's out there. The sustainable development goal, you know, of course, they have uh, explicitly included mental health, the SDG 3, goal 3, you know, and the West African Health Organization, you know, have issued the strategic mental health plan for West Africa region 2018-2025. So all of these documents and all of these processes are out there. What we are asking is we want to see harmonization. We want to see active representation of work in the field. We want to see the government also supporting some of this robust framework that we already have so that we are too sure that not only are we going to be reforming mental health, but we're going to be having active representation of the government and international development partners investing in mental health and creating access 
for mental health care across Africa and the world at large. I'm absolutely amazed by you and inspired by you. Thank you again for joining me today. And I just thank you for everything you're doing for everyone who's gonna grow up in Africa, who's gonna have access to mental health treatment, all the people's lives you're gonna save. You're absolutely incredible. Just thank you for you being you and doing what you're doing. Thank you very much for having me. It was a pleasure.